fabradiointernational.com. radio show in the universe every Wednesday 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. exclusive to Fab Radio International Welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We are the editors of Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment, and every week between 9 and 11, you can listen to us as we take you on a journey through all the stuff we cover in the magazine, and we bring you up to date with stuff that's happened since the magazine came out, and, and you know... And since last week. Correct. But that doesn't mean you don't go out tomorrow and run to WH Smith's and buy it. Because no. that'd be great. Imagine having the magazine like a little Bible and then you can listen to us every week and you might know some of what we're talking about. Yeah, and you might be able to put a written name to our voices. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Well, first of all, we're going to start off with an apology. Not the first time this has happened. In fact, if I had every time that we'd done an apology, I couldn't even count them on my fingers, mate. It's no, no. Like, it's a lot more than that. Yeah, last week we lost the show due to... we, As we were saying, we'd got new equipment. The entire studio's been replaced. It's been upgraded. Everything's been changed. And, yes, the recording equipment glitched because it wasn't set right. There are now two, two sets of recordings done of it, backup on, on a backup. And it will never happen again, but we did lose the show. And therefore, if you're listening on podcast, you're thinking, what happened last week? We didn't we didn't get the podcast of the live show. So what happened last week? It was quite a big show in the mythology of, if there's such a thing, the mythology of Starburst we're, we're Radio. We're a bunch of myths anyway. Indeed, yeah. Well, the, last week made it even worse because 
we did an X Factor, and Mr Luke Spafford sent in a piece of writing and applied to be a writer live on air, and he, he got got accepted, and he's, he, it looks like his name's going to be at the front of the mag at some point. Yep. That's nice. You never know, he might work up to be an editor yep. one day. Yeah. Um, the, the, it went pretty smooth, you know. He didn't get as much grief as he thought he was going to get, I think. Um, we read it out, we went through it, we deliberated, and then went for a break, came back and said, go on then. But it, what we are missing Chris was is, a bit harsh with him. He's a bit harsh with me. <laughs> Never mind, he's harsh with everybody. That's what he does. That's his stick. Mm. That's what he is. He's good, though. Gets your standards up. He's of like course. your personal trainer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the only thing I wasn't expecting was... In the middle of Luke waiting to hear his fate, we devolved into an inane argument over using Grammarly, which I didn't realise everybody seemed to be using in the writing profession, except for me, and I thought it was kind of lazy. Martin said, uh, piss off, it's great, and and Chris said that I was pretty much a barbarian for not using it, so I've given up now. Grammarly's great. Shame you didn't hear the argument if you're listening on podcast. If mm-hmm. you were listening live, you did hear the argument. It went on for quite some time, and then Luke Luke got his job. That's nice. Yeah, happy endings. Wait, maybe it's worth actually asking anybody out there if they were doing a cheeky bootleg of the show. Hey, if you've got know. if you've got a copy of the last, I used week's to record show. it all the time, and I've helped yeah. helped out the show in the past with, with my dodgy. Recordings. You did, you did, you did. See, so it's by being on board in a professional capacity, we've lost that skill set. I know, see? yeah. You get but, lazy. I don't yeah, want to hear myself. Anybody did uh, record the show last week? That would be very helpful. Do get in touch um, with us, uh, with me, Jordan Dot Royce at StarburstMagazine dot com, and tonight you can get in touch. Email us at studio at fabradiointernational dot com or Twitter. Twitter, Starburst underscore mag. Indeed. So there was other little bits of arguing. We always going on about True Detective Series 3, like why is it happening? And then Chris got a bit annoyed because he said that, well, I loved it and you've said that I didn't like it, which I, I just thought he didn't because everybody yeah. else... Because everybody else in the world hated it. So. Well, they stopped watching it, and, you know, and now he, he, he likes it, but it's rubbish. He's, He's a wrong. contrary Mary, isn't he? He's wrong about that. It, it wasn't. It was boring. It's boring. I mean, of all the things it could have been, boring is no good. No. Um, I, did, I, did, I totally, when, I, when he got me, what he, he recommended True Detective to me. I started watching it and I First loved series it. was excellent. Yeah, and it, it's one of them. And then I just said, well, the, it's about there are crimes going on in the Ozarks. And I just said, oh, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Because the Ozarks, yeah, do we, are they not aware of a certain show called mm. that that is pretty much that story? And uh, he went, oh, it's a coincidence. No. So there we go. No. That was that argument out of the way. No, we didn't argue all all through the episode, though. There was some coming together over, over. Um, well, it, we, we reviewed yeah. and said, yes. You unanimously said it was good. It's brilliant. I reviewed Orville and said that it's a tremendous misjudgment. It's that big a misjudgment. I've not seen the second episode yet. Um, I'm... I've been not sent the screen of real after you slagged it off. No, no. Well, maybe that's it. But I seriously cannot. I, I can't. I can't recommend it to anybody because it's it's a it's a misfire. I go back to what I said. It it is a it's a it's a serious version of Star Trek that isn't serious enough. It's a comedy, and none of the gags land. The the actors, half of them think they're in. A, a 
retro sort of feeling serious sci-fi uh, TV show, and half of them think they're in, uh, you know, one of the airplane movies yeah. or or something, and and it's neither. It falls that weirdly in between that you sit watching it, and it's just got a bizarre, bizarre atmosphere. We were talking about the defenders, and we deferred until this week to chat about what we all thought about it. Yep. Um, and we still can't because Chris isn't on this week. So next time Chris is on, we're going to talk about the defenders and, and come up with the final verdict. What all three of us think. Um, we went on about J.J. Abrams directing Star Wars Episode Nine, and yeah, I think that sort of brings us up. We re- revisited the debate about films that should get their effects touched up for their Blu-ray release. And we, uh, I think, apologise for some of the glitches on the website because we we are going live with our new website. It's going to be the 2nd of October. It may be the day after, allowing for glitches, but that's the day that Basically, the transfer happens. two weeks. Two weeks from now, you will see the new website, starburstmagazine.com. It will have all your news on genre movies and everything you could possibly want. And this is true this time. Not, Indeed. Not all them other lies we had. So that's good. And, you know, I, did, I still I didn't get a chance to respond to uh, somebody who I wanted to respond to. And, and that was that, that a bloody complaint that I got over my uh, having a go at Gal Gadot but. I've been wanting to mention that for about four weeks, but I've never, I've not had a chance to. No, well, maybe but, later. Maybe, yeah, maybe if later. If we get I'll through get some of this. Yeah. yeah, because it may come up uh, later because we are doing something special this episode. We are doing the movies, we are doing the top 20 movies of 2017, compiled via box office receipts and ticket sales. Yeah, so, so far. So far. And we're going to go a countdown from 20 to number one, find out what is the biggest... These are all genre movies, obviously. Mm. And then we're going to have a look as well at some that maybe should have been in the top 20. And surprisingly, whether they're good or bad, they've had money and lots of promotion and marketing, and they didn't make the cut because you guys just didn't go to see them in quantities to make any money for them. So there we go. I mean, I'll start with a cup. About I'll start with three to start this countdown yeah. going because we're on we're heading towards the break in about five minutes number 20 martin yep annabelle creation all right now i haven't seen that i've not seen it myself yet oh that's no good is it i know but, but uh but i've heard good things about it compared to the last one i didn't like annabelle no that was crap right so where, where do you stand on the whole mythology of these movies then the conjuring movies are amazing they're great right. okay so why did well, amazing is probably overstating it why but, have yeah. they spun off into the annabelle movies uh, because people went to see the others being cynical but you don't think there was a story to tell uh not one that we needed to know okay well yeah that was in at number 20 number 19 i can certainly comment on baby driver I'm not surprised it's this low down because it's not a massive budget movie, and again, it it is a uh, it its marketing was kind of niche. It's it's not. I don't think you could call this a mainstream movie, even though it did get a mainstream theatre release. Yeah, it it certainly didn't have the mega bucks behind it. So I think 19 is quite respectable. No, yeah, I'm sure he's not uh, complaining. Did you did you enjoy it? It was all right. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, yeah. wasn't Drive. Yeah. No, it won't drive, but it was uh, it was interesting. No, mm. I like the playlist. I love the uh, way it intertwined with the music. And um, yeah, number eighteen, yeah, 
Transformers, The Last Night. Oh. What do we all reckon to that? Then? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it because there is a lot of stuff to do with Starburst. There are a lot of movies to see, and I've got to be honest with you. Not enough when, time in the day. When the feedback, yeah, there's not enough time in the day, and when the feedback that we're getting from everybody that we work with is everybody's coming in the office going, don't bother. Yeah, Phil Don't watched bother. it last night on the uh, the screen, and we've just got. Sent I got I got a text uh, from rubbish. Phil Phil Perry, our PR guy. I got a text off him at. Um, let's have a look now. Oh dear, twenty what twenty nine minutes past nine last night. This Transformers film is so boring. Sad emoticon. <laughs> Did he actually write sad emoticon? Or just... No, he didn't. He just put the. <laughs> he wasn't even a sad emoticon. It was the the the, the old school sad emoticon. So it didn't with even the bracket, come up with it? the bracket and the the, the you know the brackets uh, and the colon. That so his 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 phone hasn't actually got the uh, the smileys on. It should have. It's one of your crap Samsung. It's probably you know? have to put the nose on it then. Yeah. To make the smile. So, well, the, you can't rely on the Samsung. But you know what? You say, no, what you can do. You can press a little button and the, the actual images come up and you just press them. That's easier. Well, I don't He's know. doing it the old way. We're actually doing it on the... Oh, have you heard what's coming on the new iPhones, though? Uh, no. Animoticons. Oh. Animated emoticons. Uh, what do you reckon to no. them? How do you like damn apples, eh? That's going to put you uh, your Samsung dreams into jeopardy. Uh, do you know it, what's eh? going to happen? You're eh? going to send me one, which is supposed to be a little ghost waving or something, and it's not going to show up I on my... I had absolutely... It's going to be a little X. I've got to and say... it'll look like you give me a kiss or something. I had no idea that these... I had literally no idea that they turned up differently on other people's phones. It's funny because I sent a text message to my son's phone and he, it ended in st- instead of whatever I was intending. He just got a pair of trousers, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just sent a text going, no idea about them trousers. Don't know what's going on there. But the, uh, you can get you in a lot of trouble, these emoticons. Exactly, these be careful. There's all sorts of them, isn't there? Be careful. You know, you, you've got to be. Well, we've got a, a fair bit of news as well as going through the top 20. So we've, we've also got stuff about, uh, let me have a look now. Yeah, we've got. We're gonna. Re- you're gonna be reviewing the ritual. Mm. Um, Damon Lindelof's been up to something. Um, there's been a new uh, TV series from David Simon of The Wire. Um, the Tomb Raider trailers hit. There's some news on the Terminator movie, the new one, um, and there's some retro news about Superman the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. We've had a bereavement. My favourite comic book is being turned into a movie, and somebody is returning to the Halloween franchise. Mm. That's a lot to fit into one episode, yep. isn't it? A lot, with a top 20. But still, we want you to email in at studio at fabradiointernational.com and try to make this an interesting evening. Yep. And before we go to the break, we've had a a Twitter, a tweet. Have we? From, uh, from Ed Fortune, our wonderful Mr. Ed Fortune. Uh, oh, is that like the wonderful horror channel? He's got a wonderful as well now. Is everybody but getting promoted? Everybody's wonderful to me. Uh, until they cross me. And he's, he's just, because we've referenced it, he says, I'm not scared of that clown from it. Mm-hmm. And he still hasn't fixed the printer. It works better printed on the Oh, I get yeah, oh, it. IT. Oh, yeah. God. God.
just left a bit of space there for the tumbleweed. Yeah. Or the uh, crickets. We'll decide one or the other. Yeah, I mean, that that's a gag, that, isn't it, eh? It, it actually took me a while to actually figure it out. I know, I know. But, you, but I'm, get it, I'm I, get, I get it now, yeah. I did, I did, yeah. Or is it cleverer because you've got to think a bit? It's the or sort, are we just stupid and we should have just got it instantly? It's the sort of gag I like, but it doesn't translate to being told, especially the way I tell them. So, oh, the way I tell them. See, I, d- I didn't know that Ed was was our our humour. He's a shining liaison wit. Manager. I think that's what he said anyway. There you go. Shall we go and have a break and then get 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 ourselves ready for the big push and we're going to come back with uh, some more of our top 20. Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar. Why not pay us a visit in Manchester? For your night out, anything else just isn't fab. Starburst Radio. Hang out with the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment every Wednesday, 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Those hands are playing the strangest musical instrument in the world. The only instrument that is not touched by hands. You asked for it. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And has anything been going on, Martin? Uh, well, we've had an email earlier today from a equally wonderful writer of ours, Ian Robertson. Oh, yes. Who does the uh, subspace relay column, which is the, uh, the, the Star Trek news column. Oh, and, yes. Uh, and because there's that new show starting, which he points out starts here on uh, Monday. Uh, and it had its world premiere last night. Oh, OK. Um, and he says the general consensus consensus from those who saw it seems to be they've nailed it. And the first two episodes are spectacular. Oh, right. Yeah, so let's see. He says, I know Mike and I have wildly different thoughts about the show and wondered if he's still pessimistic about it. He says... Uh, I would love to have seen Brian Fuller's version, but everything I know about Discovery, which is more than any well-adjusted person should, I'm very much looking forward to it. Well, and, it, it, and he's got the first four titles for the first four episodes. Yeah, I, I, I read them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do you want to read them? I'll out? read them out before we get into yeah, the slagging it off. Go on. I'm not going to slag it off. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to make a few comments that are salient, and it's not about a, a difference of opinion on it because we both want the same thing, a decent show. But I don't. I there are some aspects of this that are just not fair. Mm. They're not fair. If you and and I'll get into why I, I'm so strongly against some of the things that they've done creatively so far. Right. But if you're interested, the first four episode titles are The Vulcan Hello, which sounds horrendously lame, uh, Battle at the Binary Stars, Context is for Kings, and The Butcher's Knife Cares Not for the Lamb's Cry. Oh, God, pretentious as shit, isn't it? Um, No, they're not great titles. They're not 
then whatever I can say, trouble with tribbles. You know, like looking for Pam Mac in all the in all the wrong places from Deep Space Nine, stuff like that. Classic titles. You know, I could go on and on and on. There's loads of them. No, the my problem with it is the same. It's not fair to upset a fan base to this to this level. Um, and they have if they're eloquent showrunners, then they've got a responsibility to deliver a show that that brings a bit of joy into their lives and also respects what's happened before. I I do not appreciate the comments about ditching the uh, Roddenberry straitjacket. The show is unique and has been unique over the years because Roddenberry put those constraints on and all the writers have been moaning. Well, the, the writers that have been moaning about this are usually the writers that end up leaving because they say, oh, I can't write for this show because it's too constraining and whatever. And yet we've had some amazing television mm. over the years, especially with Deep Space Nine, uh, that, that's found its own creative ways around the straitjacket. It's found conflict in lots of different places and gone along with the fact you can believe that life's getting better, but every time our civilization, for example, we stop arguing amongst ourselves with suddenly arguing with other races and other cultures. Yeah, yeah. And that is an absolute progression. That is not a straitjacket. That just means that you've got to be a talented writer to say, write something. I was going to say, it just shows their limitations as a writer. It does. If you've quit Star Trek because you can't write under those constraints, you're a shit writer. You shouldn't be writing in the first place. You're not talented. If you're talented, you can write despite any constraints put on you. Mm. A talented writer, I should be able to go, right, here's the parameters. Here are the characters. Cook me something up and you'll come back and it may not be perfect, but it'll be usable and it'll be good. And these guys can't. Oh, if, unless what? You're telling me that, that without... Uh, Roddenberry said that all conflict should come from outside, that there shouldn't be conflict with the main characters of the show to show that we're more civilised now. And mm. yet we're entering a new unknown and that's where the conflict comes from. Right. So if you are telling me that you can only write a piece for a new Star Trek show if you're allowed uh, to have all of the cast bitching like soap yeah. opera stars, Having then the maybe cr- the you... the crew sh- stabbing the captain in the back and stuff. Whatever, yeah. yeah, and backstabbing and politics, I guess there'll be some of that. Yeah, well, then maybe you should be writing for the uh, reboot of uh, the of the um, of Dynasty, nearly said the Colbys then, mm. which had a, a sci-fi crossover. Where, did, where she did. got She got uh, kidnapped, abdu- alien abduction episode for Fallon Carrington, the daughter of the main character, oh, also know- played by John Forsyth, who was the voice of Charlie and Charlie's Angels. Oh, I know why you guys tune into this show. It's also important, this information. It helps yep. you get through life, doesn't it? Have we got any food news? Um, <laughs> maybe soon. You yeah. never know. Oh, this food news. We'll talk about that app in a minute. Yeah, it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. He's got an app. We got we got fed for four quid, me and him. Two quid each. It, it's, tell them what the app is, and then it, it, we'll get back on this Star Trek. It's too good to go. Yeah. Tell, tell them how it works. It, it's it's basi- genius. Basically, it's to cut down food waste in restaurants. Mm. And uh, the ones that have signed up for it, you can you can go at certain times, book in, and get a, a box of leftovers. Mm. They've not been chewed already or anything like that. No, it's just the food that's there. Yeah. That everybody else is still in the restaurant paying for. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's another session you can get at quarter to 11 where they've short. But, oh, dear me. Which you can probably get a better selection for that one, but... 
seriously, can't believe it. He turns well, yeah. up with this food, and it's like it's it, it big yeah, box. It's brilliant, amazing. Anyway, that, so that's I've, I've that's got, your food. News. Got, got to thank Kieran for that. Kieran Moore, one of our another one of our wonderful writers. Brilliant man. It's it's a great app. I I can't believe it. I thought it was. I I thought there'd be some some downside to this. Yeah. And then I've no. I've eaten the. Uh, I've eaten the benefits. Food of, of the gods app. tonight. Four quid. You, what can you get for four quid? You can't. You what? You get some crisps and a crap sandwich and and what a, a cheap. Uh, not even Red Bull. It'd be something like you know Vault or something. Wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> you know it, it's rubbish. Anyway, back to Star Trek. So so here we go. So I respect his views on this. Where he, he he's expecting this. He wants this show to be good. And I want this show to be good. But you can't just say that it's all right to a they've jettisoned that straight jacket. Well. Everybody else has, has used that and, and made brilliant, brilliant television and brilliant drama with that straight jacket in place. And it gave a feeling to those shows that were different from other sci-fi shows and other and different. Yeah. Star Trek is Star Trek. I mean, it, it you just unifies knew. it more. It's, it's it did, and it's part of the magic formula. It, it is a magic formula. It's like why alter KFC's. Batter mix. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? Oh, I can do it better than Colonel Saunders. Yeah, well, maybe you can because you've got better technology now, but there's something that's about not, that taste that's that we taste like. That's the taste we like. That's yeah. what we go back for. Yeah. That's the crack cocaine. Yeah, exactly. So so on that one, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, yeah, I'm a bit nonplussed on that. But the one that really bites me is, yeah, you can't just decide. They've, they've shitbag shuffled all the way with this. They've, they've said it's a brand new show. But it's a continue. It's in the Star Trek universe. It's you can watch this. It's part of the show that you grew up with. And then they shitbag shuffle over whether it's a reboot. Then they all keep slipping up in interviews saying it's a reboot. Mm. And yeah, Fuller's version may not have been perfect either. I've heard some rumours that he was playing fast and loose with designs and stuff. But at the end of the day, every single incarnation of Star Trek from the beginning to now has been consistent, and no show has ever made itself. Uh, an audience at the expense of undoing the work done on the other shows. And this, this, you were, I just don't think you'll be able to watch. It may, they may explain it. I've not seen it. They may explain that it's a different timeline again, which again, that's a bit lame. Yeah, twice to do it, twice yeah. to do that. I, I wouldn't be happy with that. So I'm, I don't know. How, it, it may be amazing. It may be brilliant. But you know what? It, it, I don't think it's going to be Star Trek. I yeah, think it's going it to be a new show. It could be a great show, but like you say, it might not be Star Trek. Yeah, and I'm no problem. But if you wanted to do this show, I'd have watched it if you called it something else. Yeah. If you if it was this good. But no, you can't. To Call me, it the Orville. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. So this is the problem you've got now, haven't you? You've got one that's probably nearer to, to what some of the fans actually want. But that's mm. that's got its mm. massive problems. That's probably so, why he's done it. I just feel both of these shows are going to be in trouble this year. Now, you'll see what it is. It may be a mainstream audience or watch um, Star Trek Discovery when it's out over the next couple of days and forego all these things and just be glad Star Trek's on air. And if it is good drama, forget the Roddenberry stuff and just go with what the flow. But, but I wouldn't put money on it. But the actual diehard fans, the Trekkies... Are not going to do that. They're already pissed off with pretty much every aspect of this show, and I, I get it's not fair. What he's saying is right. It's it's not fair that a show should go on air with everybody already just waiting, lining up with shotgun to have uh, have a pop and and, and wreck it. Uh, but, but, but these guys have invested a hell of a lot into the show. They, they have, yeah. They, they, they were the the fandom 
really before fandom they was. They I mean, I'm a, I've been a massive fan of it. I mean, I bet I've got the original, but the amount of money I've spent on all these box sets, on the, the versions of it, I've watched it, I've been loyal, you know. Um, I've gone and seen all the films. I, I like Star Trek. I grew up watching it on TV. It was great. And, and the Abrams version, boy, I've, I've praised it when it was good. I loved the first one. I thought it was a great little jaunt. Uh, it was a great adventure film. And they've been shit since then, really. I mean, but Star Trek Beyond was better. Yeah, it was it a wasn't lot. Shit. It, was it was a lot better was... than than the second one. The second one is total crap. Mm. Yeah, um, but the uh, in Star Trek Into Darkness, I can't. I put that as low as bloody Spy- Amazing Spider Man Two. Um, the uh, Star Trek Beyond was a step in the right direction, but again, they just blown the Enterprise up for fun and all that. What? It, They're so big on on missing out actual stories and rushing to the big dramatic endpoints and yeah. pivotal moments without filling any of the gaps. It's, in. it's this fixation with trilogies. It is, yeah. Well, I mean, again, I've said it many times on the show. You you got your origin story. Then the second one, the remake, Wrath of Khan, he loses the command of the Enterprise, has to get it back again. Then he goes on the voyage that we were all hoping we were going to see. Yeah. And then you cut to, oh, I'm three years into this voyage. We're all a bit bored now. Oh, the ship's been destroyed. Here, here we go. We've got a brand new movie, but it's nothing to do with the Star Trek. You know, we're not on a ship. The ship's been destroyed. We're surrounded. It's die hard on a planet with, yeah. with us. Lot. And, it, and it's like, well, when are you going to tell the actual Star Trek saga, the story that everybody's watching this for. Yeah. Now, Star Trek Discovery, it's it's got a lot. It's hampered itself. It's made it difficult for itself. The film, the the makers and producers of this show, should have known better than this. They had yeah. a responsibility to get it right. If you were going to do with do with a reboot, deal with the grief at the beginning. And then just say, well, let us tell the story and, and it'll be a different type of Star Trek. That's fine. But they weren't honest about it. And, no, and, no. He, and, and he must admit this. He, they lied about that. They lied it and they made pretenses. out. Yeah, they made out that this show was going to be completely part of the same universe because mm. they wanted all the Star Trek fans watching it. And then they, then they started to slip up and go, oh, it's a reboot. Sorry about that. La, la, la. Yeah. It's crap. Anyway, yeah, but I'm sure we were supposed to be doing something else, but we've. Should got we do to... another few of the top twenty? I reckon from... you're never I... going to get through them. I reckon we should. Yeah. So we were up to. We'd gone through 20, 19, 18. We're up to seventeen. Seventeen is split. All oh, right, that's decent. Sixteen, War for the Planet of the Apes. Ooh. Very disappointing. Yeah, I thought that would be higher. Very disappointed it's that low. It turns out that instalment has not actually set the world on fire in box office take terms like the, the other two did. Why is that? 15, beating War for the Planet of the Apes. Cars 3. Wowzers. Well, they, them films do well. Yeah, and then I think we'll, we'll end on it uh, with uh, number 14, Kong Skull Island. That's, now, a, that's another one I'd expect higher. I'm very disappointed. That's one of my favourite movies of the year, that. Yeah, it's in my top ten. Kong Skull Island was a... It, it was so much better than we had any reason to uh, It's so much better than we be. deserved. Yeah, well, we've we've been watching all these remakes. We've been watching all these versions of, um, of you know, Godzilla. We did the, the Universal one, then you've got... Um, you've got that, that one that, that some people like, Gareth Edwards' version. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible, and, and at least it had a proper Godzilla in it, yeah. you know. 
Now, I quite liked the Broderick one, though. So a lot of people hated it. Yeah. I, I, they did, uh, when Toho Studios decided to, right, we've still got the rights, we can do one, they cashed in on that and did um, Godzilla 2000. Mm. And in one scene, they, they, they put Godzilla to the test, these aliens, and kept sending oh, it, yeah. to yeah. fight him. And then one of the creatures that came down, he was fighting them and having trouble with a few of them, yeah. And then one of them, it came down and, and beamed down, and it was the Godzilla from the Universal movie, the, the 1998 movie, the Hollywood one. And uh, Godzilla just went over to him, he just slapped him and knocked him out. Yeah. Didn't even, like, he wanted, oh, what's this pathetic creature? I like, I like that human. Love, 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 lovely little dick. Um... So, yeah, I'm surprised at Kong Skull Island being that, that low. I yeah. don't know what anybody else is thinking. I think yeah, we're, we're uh... having trouble with emails tonight. They get very low in coming in. I think we're, I'm going to check it when we go on the next break. And, yeah. Uh, maybe, they're just, maybe they're just captivated listening to us. Indeed, you never know, do you? Or is the football on? No, they, uh, no I suspect that um, it, it's probably bloody Microsoft Outlook, and I think that it'll probably get about 20 emails all at once, and then yeah. I'll be struggling to deal with them all Five after minutes the before break. we finish. Yeah, so where are we on the news? What, what uh, do we deal with should next? We, should we pay tribute to Harry D. Stanton? Harry we Dean go Stanton. Yeah. Go on, I've talked enough. I'll let you well, start with that. I mean, I, I, to me, I, I loved him first. In uh, to me, I know it's not his greatest movie, but Escape from New York. But yeah, well, he was ninety-one, um, which is a as a cracking age. Oh, he's still working and still working. We just recently saw him with uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. Only a small part in that, but it was a great part. He was great in it. Nice little lived-in face. Um, yeah, but but a great actor. Worked. The lifting face. Well, you know that's God. That's such a no. But he was. He was. And of course, Can you imagine someone saying that to me and you. You go, oh, I like you too. You got really lifting faces. Yeah, well, I've been called worse. So, <laughs> but of course, most people will have first seen him in Alien, uh, which was probably his breakthrough because he'd, he'd worked a lot with. Uh, oh, I liked him. Jack in Nicholson that. and uh, yeah, and who was the other one? the director he worked with earlier on. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've not wrote his uh, biography down. I thought you'd down. be better at this than me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm losing. I'm, uh... But, yeah, he was uh, He was a great little actor. Uh, the stuff he did with Lynch was amazing. Yeah. His little character parts here and there. Uh, a, a massive big role in Paris, Texas, which is a great film. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he was, he was just one of them character actors. Repo Man was a great film yeah uh the alice cox film not the remake were you surprised by the amount of uh, grief that was out there because for somebody that I, think, I know a lot of people i know wouldn't exactly know they'd know his face but not know who he is i think because because he's one of them character actors that has he just seems to pop up everywhere and you know i think that the community the hollywood community certainly respected him a lot even though he worked mainly in the independents. And... So, yeah, it, it didn't surprise me that there was that much outpouring yeah. and the grief, but it's, it's, it's touching that, you know, people did respect Oh, I'm, o- I'm over the moon about that, because yeah. that, that's what the first thing when I heard he died, I was absolutely gutted. But I was, I was thinking, well, Christ, you know... I hope I, people recognise I, him. I really, really yeah. hope that people know who, who he is and, and, you know, that he doesn't just go... Because we've had a lot a lot of, of obituaries this it's year. It's been relentless. Um, it's it has, one, one thing we're getting old in it. 
Yeah, as, well, I know, I know, it's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> it's, but you, you know, it, it's been, it has, it's been utterly, utterly relentless, you know. And um, what can you say? It's, it, it's not seemingly getting any better. My, I, my joke was, I feel like the Grim Reaper because every single issue, I start with, oh, and it's a sad day. We're saying goodbye to whatever, yeah. and I thought we got away with it last, last issue, and uh, I had to slip another one in the end. Yeah, yeah Toby Hooper. And yeah, because he just, just as we're about to go to print, you've got him. I mean, it's it's actually, I, I, I don't want people to think all we're bothered about is the fact that we're having trouble getting the uh, getting the bloody uh, page counts right, you know. Yeah, but, but no, but it's... But we are, we're ready to go print, and you never know, every, if someone dies every month, and, and it... And it's been, and we been don't, some we don't huge to, ones. We don't want to go without actually celebrating them as well. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a case of, you know, we feel we're obliged to put this thing in because yeah. we want to, not because... Absolutely. Well, he's a... Um, yeah, he was. He's a, he's a legend and known by some, ignored by others, but equally, you know, his contribution goes back such a long time. Yeah, I mean... And it's one of them. It's a, it's a cliche now. No one said a bad thing about him. Yeah, no, they didn't. They haven't. They haven't said a. You thing. know, and a lot of people bad. were. You know, it was they were praising him as a person, but also yeah. as an actor, and he yeah. was a good actor. Well, I, as I say, I wasn't. I don't know what I was expecting, but yeah, Facebook. God, my God, every everything was was. Oh my God, Harry Dean Stanton's died, and mm. I was like, yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... Uh, good. Yeah, and it wasn't all alien. I thought most people would have gone for the alien. Thing. No, Escape from New York. Yeah. Um, he did. That was that was. He was one of the best characters in that. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. movie is huge now. And and I still, do you know what? I've got to say, going back, if you actually look at that film and watch it, it's one of his worst made movies. Mm. John Carpenter. The idea was huge. The execution was sloppy. It's not but as bad it's a as Escape from LA. It's of course not no, but that it's still it's still very badly made. There's loads of stuff that doesn't make sense if you look at it. There's editings all over the show. There's characters that turn up, disappear for no reason. Um, it's just it's it's just not one of his better made movies. But it's a movie that everybody loves. It's enjoyable. That's yeah. the main thing. And the music was absolutely oh. magnificent. Stunning and, when he uh, played that when we saw him. It was yeah. Amazing. Oh God. Yeah. Well, it's just a dum dum dum. That, as soon as you hear that, you, I think he opened with that, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone went. The, the people that could actually see him and hear him went wild. Yeah, but <laughs> another backhanded dig at the John Carpenter live experience at the Victoria Warehouse. Yeah, apparently, everybody else who saw it on the tour, they had a great view and everywhere. Yeah, know. of course they did. Yeah, because we've got the shittest live music venue in the country and it's here victoria warehouse if you want to not see something you want to buy a ticket there it's dear as well you'll enjoy it mm. you'll enjoy asking for your money back when you're uh, when it hits the uh, time to go home yeah when when they've oversold everything so allegedly i know it's no good is it but but it is it's just it's it's not good enough when people have wanted to see that guy for so long and it, it, i say if i can make it clear what i'm talking about the the venue is really long, really deep. It's got lots of crevices. And it's big not pillars as well, so that's the back. Massive pillars. And unless you are 
we're one of the lucky 120 or 30 people that get to the very front, right in front of the stage, something is going to obscure your view. And you and you get all the way back as well at a certain point and they, they sell tickets to capacity and yet you may have 2,000 people there but only... 1200 people can watch can even see it and hear yeah. the music the the music sound you got to system, a certain point and it didn't you couldn't hear a thing yeah there's no music at that point i had to go to the toilet at one point and i couldn't get back in yeah i got to a point where i could just about hear it yeah and just about see it so it just kicks over everyone out way that's so that's the way well to do you it. know you know it kicks off i'm a nice supply you person. just point if it starts kicking off you just point to someone else and go i can't believe he just did that to you you want to have a word with him and then wander <laughs> off that's um, your trick is it oh it's great it works every time. Walk past them, shove somebody out of the way, and then and then when they turn round and, and spin round, you look at them, and, and then you look disgusted at somebody else, and they instantly look at somebody else and wander off and have a, and bollock them, and you're on your way off. <laughs> it's too late. It's done. Works every time. Anyway, there you go. You heard that tip from me. Next time you're trying to get to the front of a gig, it's great. I mean, yeah, it's sad because some people do clearly get kicked out at that point, and and but but you're going to see the thing. <laughs> Should we have a break? I think we need to have one. I think I'm getting myself in a bit of hot water here. Yeah. Introducing Tyler, Gary, the Future Boys, a new science fiction audio sitcom. Well, this is awkward. Tyler and Gary return, and they've got their ship back. The Pilgrim is here. Parked on the edge of town, ready for its rightful owners to take the helm and venture forth into pastures new, if you play with my balls. <laughs> that wasn't the deal, Sheringham. <laughs> Shit, sorry, I mean, that's the deal if you play ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Download episodes one and two now. For free on iTunes. That's more like it. Awesome! Visit thefutureboys.co.uk for more delicious details. Starburst Magazine, issue 441. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. This is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Wowzers. Yes, I've um, I've had an email, and it, and to be honest, it's fair enough. This email, it's from Loz. Hi, Mike. Very strange choice of music, I must say. Well, you see, what normally I go all over the place anyway, but we're sort of working our way through some of the music on the Twin Peaks season three soundtrack, and I'm pretty certain that he's probably talking about the American Woman david lynch remix none of which any of you who are listening on podcast are going to hear but you know how it is if you yeah. listen live you get to hear lots of interesting music that um as or as he says very strange music which is fair enough um it's hit and miss a lot of the stuff on the on on the, the album i'm i'm playing bits and bobs and working my way through to these two albums from season three of twin peaks uh, some of it is a uh, cross between some bands and stuff that's playing at the Roadhouse in uh, in the actual show, and some of it's um, Bad Lamenti's score, and then you've got one that is just music from, and it's like 20-odd tracks all from stuff like the Chromatics, David Lynch himself and all that, and I'm just playing bits, scattershot, working my way through it, and uh, trying to get some of it out there. But uh, that was a nice little... Uh, track by the chromatics though called saturday that was on just before there my god i'm sounding like a dj from radio one yeah 
Exactly. We'll get we'll get you a proper job. Talking about music, it's not what I'm here for. Anyway, <laughs> you um, do well. You should do an art rocker show. Oh god! Oh good god! I mean, I'd enjoy it actually. No, no, I prefer I prefer just going on about talking bollocks about politics and movies. Me, that's, yeah, yeah. that's my bag. See, David Galdard's saying, love the latest issue, particularly the articles on Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, it's good. Well, I'm glad that. you do like it because that this uh, it's always a labour of love, and when we hear that some people are actually enjoying it, then we, the 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 late nights make sense, as yeah, it were. Yeah. We had a little bit of an interview with uh, Dennis Dunn. Yeah, the, uh, the guy who is actually the lead in the film. Yeah, you know, people think Kurt Russell is, and it's actually that guy's the. Uh, mm. The lead. Oh no! I mean, Kurt Russell was was he's never. It's weird, isn't it? Kurt Russell has never been the lead as such, has he? I mean, he's had lead roles, but he's never been seen as as a leading man, has he? He's never been yeah. Tom Cruise. They've famous, tried. Has they've he? tried to, haven't they? When, yeah. they? when they paired you him up with Goldie Hawn on some of them screwball comedy type things. Yeah, but he was nobbing. Yeah, yeah. And he met. He got on the job though. Yeah, just saying. And by it the worked. way, I'm not being sexist. It I'm worked. being accurate. That's exactly what happened. He had a, he got a role and then got in touch and went, any chance of this blonde that you're mentioning, the co-star, is it? Can it be you? And then I'm not going to get all the grief about being with attractive blonde women doing this film. I can be with my wife and it's all cosy. <laughs> I feel that. Like, do you reckon that happened? I, I I'm think sure it did. Killing two birds with one stone, isn't it, eh? Yeah. Working but- with her. Or do, or do they just end up arguing all the time? It probably made the uh, the divorce come quicker. Kurt, come here. What's what's this? Why is your trailer bigger than mine? Mm. Why have we got separate trailers anyway? Yeah. They, these conversations clearly didn't happen. Do you think, by the do you way. think he was I'm Kurt with her? Uh, you, oh, was he Kurt with her? That's a di- spelt differently. I'm just joking. Spelt differently. Yeah, though. But, but that that's the, the 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 joke that works as opposed to the it's right. joke is that Kurt, doesn't. Kurt with a K. Is that still short for Curtis? Kurt with a C is always short for Curtis. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Not with a C. Well, no, I mean, you can call somebody E-M squared if you want, but I'm just saying that normally Kurt is a a truncated Curtis. Yeah, Yeah. but Curtis has got a K. No, it's not. It's got a C. That's Curtis. No, what? Are you being serious right now? Yes, sir, no, C. you're not. You're just being crazy. No, a, a, a C. A, not an S. No, C. yeah, yeah. But you can, yeah. You can pronounce C. Oh, my God. No, you're wrong. I, oh, I've wrong. only ever known, every Curtis I've known is with a K. Really? Yeah. Well, right, it's the same thing with Chris. We know a Chris, don't we? And, yeah, but and, that's Christian, not Christopher. Yes, that's why I'm asking you the question. I didn't think you'd go this weird route and start redoing it all. No. Curtis is C U R T I S. There is that way. But oh, most... my God, that's the way. That's no, the way. I, the ones that I know have all got Ks. Well, what, with a K, Curtis K- like K- that? Kicking K. Oh, I don't know then. I've no idea. If you're Curtis, please email in either way and explain it to us. Yeah. yeah. Right. How, the, the, how do you this is it? this week's Grammarly conversation, isn't it? <laughs> Brilliant. So, any anybody on Twitter, or have they are they all? No, they're all. Uh, it's all quiet tonight, isn't it? They've all gone on the too good to go app, and they're going to pick the food up. Seriously, they're going to be thanking us when this podcast hits, and it's in iTunes this week. People are going to be flooding there. But, we need know, we need sponsorship by them. But you got to be careful though, because there's there's a place that 
I, you can't really say because it'll commercially damage them, but they're on the app as well. And the place we got them from, China City, was it? Yeah, it yeah, was. I love China City's great. China City. Just a stone's throw from where we are. Yeah, seriously, I get I get um, belly pork, roast belly pork, but de- don't get belly pork in a Chinese hot. Insist it's cold. It's it's brilliant. It's like grown up pork scratchings, and um, you you need that. But yeah, China City. I go there for meals, and there we are. We're eating the same food for yeah. two pounds. Two pounds. Two pounds a head. So pound. Hmm. But you, do you know what? I am going to say it with us. The um, the rat-infested, verminous buffet that's above Fab Cafe on Portland Street in Manchester. It's called... And no, you don't go in there and there's loads of pictures of Sarah Michelle Geller. It's yeah, a That uh, would be great. It would. I'd go in then, wouldn't That's I? the sort of finger buffet I like. Yeah. It's vile. It's vile. They're, they're outside. They cook it. They're, they're washing vegetables with all the rats in the back alley. They're leaving shit out while they go and have a smoke, you know, and then coming back in hoping none of the rats have been pissing in the uh, in the bucket. Um, you, you, <laughs> it's it's bad for you. Don't go to buffet. Um, yeah, Mister, sue me. There you go. And on that bombshell, that might have to be beeped. Some of that. I don't know. Maybe the name. No, he is a bit litigious. Him. Just the name. Actually. Oh, Mr. Yeah. So I can't mention Mr. No. And if I keep having to mention Mr. I'll have to keep beeping. So there'd be loads of beeps every time I mention Mr. Yeah. It would make for a ridiculous show, that on podcast, wouldn't it? But people love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see then. I I promise you that anyway. Just beep it and leave one one letter so so people can try to Well, I won't mention Mr. Uh, Am I allowed uh, to mention buffet? Oh, do it to itty. Okay, Norman Collier approach. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Again, I'll be careful with buffet. Yeah, but you, don't should, go. you should be careful. But I don't have to beep out the fact it's above Fab. You can figure out if you're in Manchester <laughs> and you go to Fab Cafe. You know where I'm talking about. But it's, it's not um, related to or, or affiliated with. Of course, it's not. It's a yeah. bloody well. Why would it be? It's a Chinese buffet. Why on earth? You like would to have your run? finger in all pies. No, I've never. Oh, when they don't have do I ever? They don't do pies, do they? Yeah, but when when have I ever on this show? sort of giving away the fact that the biggest fail, failure in my life is that I've not got a Chinese buffet. And, and can I just say, imagine that that was the case. My God, who would that person be if he if that was it? Oh, my big, what's your biggest failure? Well, I didn't finish my PhD. I, oh, oh, I didn't. I wanted more children. I didn't get time yeah. for it. My career came first. I've always wanted a Chinese buffet. You'd just go, who the fuck is this clown? Wouldn't you? Uh, I'm yeah. just saying anyway. Why are we talking about You could this? have wanted a, a big takeaway and then you could have said, who's this clown? Anyway, I think we should get back to the top 20. I think you should, because we, we're going to run out of time. This is that format thing we keep talking about, isn't it? Yeah, um, we fail at. Number 13. Oh, Jesus You should Christ. have a bed for this. I don't know. Yeah, I should have a bed for this, actually. And I did, well, I cobbled this together, didn't I? Because yeah, well, I we, had, I, we had no show. Sorry, I didn't cobble it together. I did deep research. Mm. Yes, number 13, I'm absolutely 50% uh, split on. Number one, I'm upset it's this high, and I'm surprised it's this low. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tells No Tales, or as we know it here, Salazar's Revenge, which sounds like some, some ride something, at Blackpool or something. Oh, something it? you get after you've been to... Uh... Good. But if you've been to... Yeah. Um, yeah, if you've been there, you have a Salazar's Revenge, definitely. Uh, right out of your anal passage. <laughs> 
So yeah, there you go. It's still that franchise is it's still, still doing well, but not well as they expected. Yeah, it's what I say. Double double edged sword. I'd have wished it had crashed and burned, but I am I'm I'm shocked it, it's not higher because people you lot out there are so fucking stupid. You keep not our seeing. listeners. No, no, some of our listeners yeah. go and see. Well, who who are they then? Who are going see Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Because I it's keep the same reviewing people them. who watch Dirty Dancing. I review them. I give them two or one. One out of ten, I tell everybody how shit they are, and still Starburst readers keep going seeing them. And, and God bless you, you know, you're open minded, and that's good, but you are wasting your money, and I keep trying to stop you. Um, Maybe it was raining and they just waited to get in and out look, of the rain I, for four hours. I don't think anybody's stupid. I mean, I'm just saying there's a lot of money goes into the advertising and the marketing and you get swept along, but ultimately it's really shit and you could be doing something else, couldn't you? And Next one, number 12, which I've not seen this one. I've not seen this one, The Boss Baby. But Can't say I've seen it the main character is based on the character that um, Alec Baldwin plays in 30 Rock. Mm. So it's kind of like they've done a baby that's got that personality. It's clearly lifted from 30 Rock. And if you've seen 30 Rock, it's actually... It's very funny. Um, I I think it is. Tina Fey, it's her little brainchild. She did it. The the woman that uh, has been in loads of stuff, including uh, Muppets Most Wanted, but we forgive that. And she has... Uh, well, she sort of came to fame for doing a parody on Saturday Night Live of Sarah Palin, didn't she? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah so uh, now... Uh, and then she created this character and... Alec Baldwin played him to perfection on 30 Rock, and this is sort of... It's a no-brainer. You're going it's, to do... It's the top cat yeah. version of... Uh... It is. It's corporate Wall Street asshole businessman, business CEO, and it's voiced... It's a baby, though, and it's voiced by Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I it's a winner. It, it's a winner. Now, one I have seen, and I can comment on, number 11 this year, and we're just about to enter the top ten, so we'll stop at this point. Number 11, just before we enter the top ten, get out. And I'm not telling you, no, stay, Martin, don't go. No, he's just getting his coat. He's getting his coat. Stop him. What did you think of Get Out? I enjoyed it. I thought it went a bit too wild at the end. but, but Wow, man, did, did, was that not afraid of going there yeah. when it comes to the race issue? Well, yeah, but wow. that, that was that was, that was important. Oh, I, I took my breath away there yeah. because everybody's nobody talks about problems between white and black and and the race issues and all the rest of it. Certainly and not in horror films. It's diff- yeah, it's a, it's everybody says. Well, you can't, you can't. I mean, okay, we've moved on, but a black lead. Yeah, possibly it's not the best thing. If you're going to get a main character, maybe have a white guy and a black guy, but it's difficult. So you're told uh, Hollywood, not me, obviously, Hollywood, they, they tend to go for whiter faces when it comes to the lead. And the issue of politics, oh, you don't want to be mentioning that, it's too contentious, it might divide people, all that. Christ, this movie puts a, uh, a really good actor, a black actor, in the main role. Do you remember and, where he was and- from? I remember where I first saw him. I first saw him on uh, Black Mirror. Right, I first saw him on uh, Psychoville. He, oh, he was right. Tea Leaf. Oh, God, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, he's a good actor, and end of story. And he's he got a very big movie, and it's been very well received. And even though that's at number uh, 11, you've got to understand the budget of that. It may it means that was a massive hit. Yeah, yeah, so. and and it was uh, 
written and co-produced yeah. and directed by Jordan Peele, yeah. who is a, a black man. So Yeah, that's great. So all ticking all the right boxes. Yeah. And the best thing about that, like I say, it just it discussed race and it just went for it. And I like that. I think it's great that it did. And I think it's But it didn't do it in a very, very aggressive political no, way. No, that's why I loved it. Yeah. Because it just it just It wasn't said, a Spike Lee film. Yeah. It was, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a, over the top. It was absolutely the perfect way of getting a message across. Yeah. You want someone to think about an issue like that. That is a great movie to do it. And, and do it, it in a horror film because then you've got a predominantly white audience going to see it. Yeah. The twist in it, I I saw coming. A lot of people didn't, but I. But to be fair, I only saw it partway through the film. Yeah. I saw it about five minutes, ten minutes before it happened. Um, it's a good twist. Yeah, but then it gets a bit too crazy, I think. It, it's, it goes from... The problem with it is... It goes it, from really moody and, and, and tense well, to... Well, it, it gets out, you start watching it, and you start thinking, well, this could happen, this could be, you know, this... And it's all very plausible, isn't it? And yeah, then, and you're not quite sure what's wrong. Yeah, and then at some point, it just turns into bloody Texas Chainsaw Massacre mad. Mm. You know, I mean, you suddenly then you're dealing with this crazy family, aren't mm. you? You know, and and it goes, what's that one with the... Um, oh, when they're running from the devil with the... the, the what is it? The... Oh, God, I can't believe it. It's gone out of my head again. It always happens on air. The uh, movie where they're being chased by the cultists in the camper van. Devil's Rejects? No. Race with the Devil? That's it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that, where you get suddenly you're, these people that you think are, are sensible and and uh, are just a bit racist, maybe, and a bit misjudged, suddenly, yeah, he's batshit crazy. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> but you're right, it does go a bit far. But there's um, the, the, that great uh, one that he actually knew the guy and he's now married to one of the white women. Right, And, and, yeah. he's, and he's turned into a real sort of... Mm. Sort of like a, 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 oh, yeah. a white it, black man. It sort dealt, of thing, it dealt you know? with the Uncle Tom situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that you got in films like Django Unchained. But again, unlike Django Unchained, they, there's a certain preachiness with Spike Lee movies. There's a preachiness even with Tarantino, and you know I worship the guy. Um, but the. That's, but, a, that's a joke in itself, isn't it? Just, a preachiness worship. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I get you. But it's. It's just one of them where th- this was way more subtle, and it's great. And it oh, worked. Yeah. It worked. So there you go. So that's us up to uh, up to number eleven. So we got the ten to do. So we'll do. We'll try and do a few more before the break. Yeah. I'll say the break's coming in bloody five minutes. So yeah. I'll tell you what, though, time. you know Alan Freeman, are you? In what way? Doing these countdowns. Oh well, he's uh, oh he's more better, and he he has a bed as well. I've yeah, got, a bed. I've got a bed. Dun, 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 I need some donor. You know, it's no good. I should have thought it through. Uh, I can't wait to do the not in the top twenty though, because yeah, some yeah. of them are really if we've interesting. Got time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what are we what are we talking about now with regards to news in yeah. the in the next segment? I think you should do the ritual review. Yeah, we'll do that. It's not a tech um, because it's not out to lot. October 13th, so we can. I'll but, just give you a uh, basic about it. So, Linda Hamilton, it's been announced, mm. is going to be in. And, and can I just say, there's a little bit of me that hopes this movie doesn't happen because yeah, I think I've, it's going to be absolutely shite. There's and a I, whole lot of me that hopes. It I shouldn't happen. say that. I shouldn't say it. It may. It may not be. It may be. Who, know, who knows? I'm just saying. We've looked at, at 
where we've been. If you actually look at this saga now, how it started out with a very simple low-budget movie, then you had the big-budget mega special effects follow-up, which was awesome. And then you had a third one that went to a bit of a dark ending, which sort of redeemed it. Then you had the fourth one, which was a bloody mess, man, with Christian Bale doing Batman impersonations in the middle of it and and helicopters crashing but not killing people. Then suddenly, then you have the uh, the TV show, Sarah Connor Chronicles, with a different woman playing Sarah Connor because, hey, this is a split-off timeline and things are different. And then we, we try and save it by getting... Um, Jai Courtney on board, which obviously is the thing you want to do if you want to save something, isn't it? Jai Courtney. Mm. Jai fucking Courtney. I, uh, if that guy walked in here now and said, can I make the tea? I'd go, no, you can't, Jai. You shit at everything. You can't, <laughs> Jai. Go out there now. Go outside and sit with everybody else outside the cash till. Yeah. And ask people for some money because that's you're being honest because you can't do a job. Jai Courtney cannot work. He's useless individual, and he. I'm not saying he totally ruined it. Believe me, Terminator Genesis was. Uh, it, it was a. It was a uh, pretty. Misfire. It was bad. It was a bad movie. But but Christ, I didn't think it would. Uh, it wasn't as bad as as. Terminator, whatever, Gen- what is Salvation. it? Salvation. Salvation. God, I can't even remember the name of that yeah. one. So now we, we've got Cameron. Hey, my, my, suddenly his franchise. Wow. Well, mm. Sorry, Jimbo. I thought you were, you've been busy for a while, haven't you? So, you, so in between you doing his, his next 16 Avatar films, yeah. he's going to do, he's promised another three Terminators, yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and then do we really want them? Is that exciting you any more than Ridley Scott's other three or four alien movies that take place after Alien Covenant? Yeah. And, and these are people who have walked away from these franchises to do other things and then suddenly they've gone, oh, all right, I'm not as famous as he used to be i need to come back and do these and inflict all this shit on people because it is all shit isn't it it's all crap all these movies are crap alien covenant is crap fucking this is gonna be crap terminator genesis was crap that had an old schwarzenegger because hey schwarzenegger's moved on but then suddenly he's not governor anymore and now he wants to get to get back on he's he's back on this one as well oh and he's gonna be back on that so we've got Jim's, Jimbo's back. He's got his his franchise back, and he's got Jim. He's got um, Arnie back on board, and now Linda Hamilton's back to return. So Linda Hamilton suddenly, after everything that's gone on, there's what another timeline. We're going back to whatever timey time. Not going to say timey wimey, but you very it, nearly did. I nearly you? did. Yeah. The it. How does all this work? He, he, explain. I and can't. I said the Hexplain on yeah, purpose, by the way. Yeah. I yeah. can't explain. No, I mean, no. It's... Try to write this. Be sensible. Try no. to write this. It, it's, it's boggling. Even Stephen Moffat couldn't do this. You, you, you can't. I'll be honest. Unless you just completely start again and go, right, this is a new series of Terminator movies. Yeah. There's going to be I'll tell four. You what, We've got a new... We'll call it a reboot. Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind. I'd rather With have it the same than characters this. and actors in. Because what is this? This is like a, um, it's the only word for this is an, a menagerie. Yeah. It's a cash grab. Yeah, but it's but but it's got no structure, no form, no nothing. So all of a sudden now we 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 set out a new a new path. We 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 went through um, to the third one, 
and then we decide, well, that's kind of it. It's got well, a leak ending. It takes us close to the beginning. Then they go, right, no, we're going to do Terminator Salvation. The new series of Terminator movies are not going to have Arnie in. They're going to have Christian Bale and co. and all them in. Brilliant. Okay. Oh, that didn't work at the box office. Okay. So uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles is on TV. That gets cancelled. Oh, that didn't pan out. Oh, dear me. All right, we Arnie's not governor. Let's let's have him back. So let's have a new girl. Oh, who's hot right now? Oh, her out of Game of Thrones. She gets a kit off as well, so people can can go and watch this. And and she's popular and in it, brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's bombed at the box office. All right. Well, I tell you what. Um, let's get James Cameron back and let's do a six one, and then we'll get uh, Linda Hamilton back. Um, who who he's been kind of making out is uh, in his feminist um, uh, revolt against Wonder Woman mm. uh, came out with a, a fact of oh well uh, my lead didn't have to be pretty did she yeah wow so, yeah wow so enjoyed to uh, working her again the rumor is though apparently that this is going to be a direct sequel to T two. Yeah, well, how does that work then? So basically, them other films don't matter anymore. So what 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 happened then? And are you all all right with this? Are you all all right with this? You keep ponying up. Oh, man, just make some new films, please. Please yeah. make some, some new, new films. Yeah, some new stories. Yeah, new films. Not even stories. Just just something like, just just anything new will do. Anything. Well, even a, a storyless mess, but new would do me right Yeah, now. well, I haven't seen Mother yet, so. Oh, on that, I think we need to go for a break. Starburst Radio. The show that sometimes remembers to bring you some of the latest genre news and reviews. Until they get distracted. They had to keep their hands off girls in order to keep the army's hands off them. That's the storyline of the darndest, gayest, funniest fairy tale you've ever seen on the motion picture screen. That's the gay deceivers in absolutely divine color. The Gay Deceivers stars Kevin Coughlin, Larry Casey, and Brooke Bundy and introduces the sensational find of the year, Michael Greer. Now, you see, The Gay Deceivers is all about... What? Well, we can't exactly tell you the storyline because it's not for Mom and Dad and the Apple Pie crowd. But for you groovy cats, it's out of sight. So, is he or isn't he? Only his draft board and his girlfriend know for sure. You won't want to miss the comedy show of many a year, The Gay Deceivers. What kind of a movie is this? Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We have been going longer than Total Film. Just saying. Embrace the alternative. This, this is Fab Radio International. And welcome back for the final segment of, of Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And yes, we're just discussing a uh, a couple of things about a, a TV show that we'll get into in a minute. A new show that I'm very partial to. It's not exactly Starburst territory, but if you like uh, the genre and you love uh, cult television, this is going to be cult TV of the future. And we've got a load of emails, Martin. Oh, so we'll start. And and uh, I did have a brief look, and I think you're getting corrected on your uh, your Curtis. Situation. I can't be corrected because I'm right. Oh, you will, you will, you will be corrected here. Hi, guys. This is from Mountie. He's saying I, I share your disappointment. Read the box office numbers for both Kong and Apes. Um, Kong did well, but deserved to do much better. It's certainly right up there in my top five for the year so far. Definitely on mine and all. But War for the Planet of the Apes isn't done yet. 
for some reason, it had a staggering international release schedule, which might account for why it's taken. To Isn't out in China? Is that another Spider-Man type? Yeah, thing? It had a st- not staggering, staggered international mm. release. Yeah, he's about to say that, and and uh, that's why the takings might look unimpressive. Yeah, I didn't bear that in mind actually, but it's uh, it actually opened in China now. Well, it's opened in China now, and it's on its way to being recognised as one of the major box office markets. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I mean it, it makes the Transformers movies profitable. Mm. Otherwise, they'd be pretty disappointing, you know. Across, across this last weekend, it took a whopping 61 million, so its final tally will end up looking a lot healthier by the end of the year. It'll, it'll be significantly higher up the chart, Apes Rule, um, sent from inside the spaceship. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I agree, and I I think that when we get to the Christmas one, definitely we'll redo this top twenty, yeah. and we'll see, and we'll compare the one I've just compiled and, and how with how it ended up at the yeah. end of the year. But and, and it will change. It will. Well, these, see. these box office ones don't include home entertainment, correct? And so. and that'll some of that'll start to kick in. But I don't see. I'll be honest. Um, some of the ones that didn't make it, and we've got to go through. And I don't feel the same. I, I mean, some of it's surprising, and some of it really isn't. Um, Julie B's here saying, uh, "Good evening, it's Julie here. What's the news on your film festival? It's not happening now. Oh, we we announced it a long time ago. We we took a deal with uh, media." City and ITV and Granada are involved, and we're it's on on the sixteenth to the eighteenth of March, mm-hmm. and it's on at Media City. And details are on um, if you can go if you go to starburstmagazine.com and then go to the film festival section. That's where it, details are. And and tickets will be on sale very soon. They will. They'll be within a few weeks because we're putting them on sale really early. What it is, it was such a good deal that we were offered. We would have been stupid not to take it. Correct. Because it's going to make it, it's stepping it up massively. And all they wanted, they wanted it on at a time that benefited Media City as well as benefiting us. So it was quid pro quo. Um, What we want is the best festival in, in the UK and Manchester. So we're on our way. We we hope. Um, And other places. Yeah. um, Kells is saying, what's your fave film so far this year? Right, I'm going to go. I have this on an app, actually. So oh, right. that's it. It, Well, you've got to have your notes somewhere. I'm my face, because... I've got a little notebook at home. So. Yeah, yeah, I mine's electronic, you know. No, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Come on. It's got, you've, got to be, uh, you've got to be sensible about these things. Um, oh, God, I can't find the... Uh, I think, well, the, the funny thing is, it, Kong is... Definitely well up there on that one. It's in my top ten. I don't know if it's right at the top. My movie of the year is... um, Yeah, it is. I put put on my list here, and I've done this. At the moment, my top three are Kong Skull Island, War for the Planet of the Apes, and believe it or not, John Wick Chapter 2. I just really enjoyed it. Mm, I thought that just went... I thought that let rip with a mythos that was genuinely a bit different. Um... Let's have a look who else is. Loz is saying, thanks for explaining, Mike. Tell Martin it's Dam Curtis, spelt C-U-R-T-I-S. Yes, thank you, Loz. Yeah. I appreciate you sorting K. him out. Yeah, um, Tony Curtis, I'm not sure his real name. But that's not but that's the second name. That, uh, yeah, but he's saying it's Curtis, not Curtis with a K. Yeah, but that's the second name. We're yeah, talking but, but, about but, the, but the person's name is Tony Curtis, who's, who's written him. Yeah, but... That's well, you a, don't know. He's he's saying it's his, it's a second name that's spelled it, that way, do you? 
if his name's Tony Curtis, yeah. then he's... I suspect that's not his real name. No, but but Curtis as a second name is a C. Yeah. But Curtis with a first name, yeah. the ones I know are mostly K's. We're not convinced, are we? Just imagine this going on podcast. Feel free to email in to us at Starburst. Feel free. And tell Martin, Martin Martin.unsworth at starburstmagazine.com wants your email about how Curtis is spelt. And I will will, will point them in the direction of all the other properly named Curtis. Yeah, you can. They'll beat you. They'll give you a list. There's one. There's one that I can think of. Curtis Harrington, the director, long dead. He's a C. Everybody else that I know. I went convinced. to school with one. K. I'm not convinced. We're going to have to wait and see. Maybe they'll send a list in that will change your mind. Oh, and Mr. Ch- says see you in court. Yeah, well, we're not, we're not having your... I'm, uh... I'm hoping... Well, yeah. Fuck's sake. I tell, I tell you something. I'm not convinced that's really Mr. Chant because he, he's going to have to know how to operate a computer. He can't even keep his kitchen clean. Captain Jack Sparrow says see you in court. <laughs> Someone's got too much time on their hands. Uncle Tom says, "See you in court." <laughs> I've got to admit, that's 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 funny. <laughs> God's sakes! So, <laughs> right, let's let's do the next five of these, and then we can do some more news. Well, then we could do the quick review, yeah. and then more news. Yeah, yeah. So, at number nine, and I've I've included this. It's not necessarily a Starburst movie, but it's a Christopher Nolan movie, and mm. we did review it in the magazine. Dunkirk. Number eight, and again, this will be early box office because there'll be some more to come in, and I think this will change it. Yeah, now, if, that, that, if that's not sort of like right up the top three by the end of the year, I'll be surprised. Yeah, it, it's one of the it's the highest grossing horror movie in the US, and mm. that 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 is incredible. Number seven, The Fate of the Furious. Number six, we've got Logan. Now, Fate of the Furious, very mainstream. I thought it was a lot weaker than the previous couple. Um, it was fun, but my God, there are scenes in that where the you, it's like it's it, 2070 or something. They're radio-controlled cars, just real cars that they're just driving all over the streets. It's well, you mean you've not got one of them yet? I, oh. haven't got, I haven't got one of them. Logan at number six, right, that, can I just put this out? I think that one. That's probably one of the more impressive things to come out of doing this list because that, for that, and that is a bleak movie. It's a very bleak, mm. very... Um, it's a it non- doesn't compromise. It's a non-superhero superhero movie. Yeah, it? it's, yeah. It, it's... You wouldn't have thought... I, I'll go so far as to say 15 years ago, you'd have put that out. That would have died the death. Yeah, yeah. No one would have had an appetite for that kind of nihilism. And... It's we're in the and and you know you'd seen it's, Mad Max you'd seen stuff but this was it's a credit to people out there yeah and anybody who's had a relative that suffers from Alzheimer's and all that he actually found a very clever way of telling some of the the horrors of that by way of the genre that we all love it was a great I liked it a lot I, I know there's some people have got it's not everybody's favourite movie I thought it was a great film probably and, because it was so bleak it might be it's in it's a great film, but yeah. you don't enjoy it as much because it is quite bleak. Yeah, and and you know it, it it's it's I think it'll stand up to repeat watching. It's certainly if it's at number six, it's stood up to repeat viewing, which which is really it good. did. It, it, yeah. it, it stayed in cinemas for quite a while. 
Yeah, so it, it is. It, it, this, this list is more surprising at this stage. Like you say, this list will change. At Christmas, we'll be having a different conversation. I oh, think. yeah, it's going to be but, but so far, it's, um, it's, it's quite surprising, some of these. that I think I find the next five, and we'll leave that till near the end, the top five are less surprising, I feel. But right. we'll get to that shortly. So, other news... What do you reckon? Uh, well, there's the Halloween news. Yeah. Go on then. Uh, well, Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back for the uh, Blumhouse production, which they're co-producing with Universal. Yeah. Of Halloween. Now here's the problem: we're going to get we're getting battered. I don't want to get on the Terminator stuff again. I think we're one rampage and I think, insane I think outburst. It's of, exactly a week. the same argument. Yeah. It's the same argument because they are. Basically, planning if you if you if what you're hearing is correct, they're planning on getting it back. They're going to ignore the later Halloween movies, as you know. Essentially, you, four onwards. Yeah. yeah, all of them and the reboots that that Rob Zombie did, the whole lot. Well, most people ignored them uh, yeah. anyway. Well, yeah, and but 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 here's the thing: she did come back in Halloween in in the the one called H two O. That's right. Now yeah. that was was that the sixth one? I think you had Halloween three season of the witch, which was nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's which actually is, one of the better ones. It's a brilliant film. Yeah. You know, um, you remember that song? I've, I've had it on this show before. I'll leave a gap here so we can put it on on the podcast. <laughs> And, and it's the, coming up to Halloween as well. It is indeed. Uh, number four, five. Well, I mean, I think number five even spelt his bloody name wrong. Where they called it the Revenge of Michael Myers, and they spelt his bloody name wrong. They couldn't even be bothered getting that right. And the and then I think it was then H two O. Now H two O. It was twenty years since the original Halloween. That's right, in yeah. case you're wondering why it was called that, and she was in it. Now, I I don't remember it being that great. Even though she was in it, I don't well, remember the fact, it being that, brilliant. the fact that we can't remember it as well. I just can't. Is, yeah. To me, the first two. Some people are harsh on the second one. They say it's a lot more, um, a lot more, you know, straightforward than the the first. It's one a little bit more, more formulaic. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. But I'm all, I'm always a sucker for uh, a lunatic on the loose in a hospital. I think that's always yep. a great, great setting. Now. <laughs> The problem here is you've got to, yeah, you're going to be ignoring loads of stuff and then you've got to ask yourself, well, what is this film then? Again, you, you're telling a story that, that ignores stuff that you've watched and I don't know. I just wish people had stopped making films. If, if, you, if this is all you can do, stop yeah. making films. There's not an original idea anywhere anymore. Yeah, and I don't want to get down on it. I mean, I will obviously see this and hope it's wonderful. If but... nothing else, it's it's why we focus so much on independent cinema. Yeah. Because, you know, they can't do this because they can't get the properties. So they've got to have real ideas. Yeah, yeah. 
There you go. So yeah, they I might don't... not have the budget or the, even the talent sometimes yeah. to do it and pull it through. I mean, but at love, least it's new. I'd love to go into more detail on that, but that that's about it. We don't have much more, and it's it, it, again, it's why why you're doing that and then ignoring all the rest of these films. It, it's just you can't just keep making a new version of something we all remember, putting a character in who's either died in the previous movies or whatever. And and then do a movie that completely contradicts the whole lot and pretends that they never died and here they are again. It's it it's just shit. It's it's. I mean, and to be honest, pathetic. Whether or not you'll be able to take us seriously as well after Scream Queens. Yeah. You know. Yeah, she's been. She, she spent was, two years sending herself up. She was amazing in that. Yeah, she was. I mean, that was a great, great two series. As see, well. I'm, I'm only halfway through the second series of that. It's got just been bloody cancelled, on it? There's mm. it, nothing worse than not finishing it, and you've still got episodes to go, and you know it's it's cancelled. It's we've but been least, through this a bit. At least the way they do them, they are uh, they do work on their own as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, Superman the movie's got a three-hour cut coming out, if anybody's interested. Yeah, it's, um, the, it's the original TV version. Yeah, I know, um, but we've never had it in HD, have we? So no. it might be might be worth seeing. I don't like, even think we had the three-hour version on our TV over here. No, it's got extra scenes in. When he goes to invade Lex Luthor's lair, he doesn't just walk... St- he did, basically, in the movie version, this is the longest scene. There's lots of other bits, but he just lands on the pavement, um, drills down into the subway, mm. and then next minute... He's bursting into Lex Luthor's lair. Well, it looks like they, 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 he had a gauntlet to run. So you, he went through uh, a load of fire, a load of ice, a load of stuff, and he's both testing him. And also, these are defence mechanisms to stop him from getting through the lair. And then when he gets through, Lex Luthor's quite impressed. And, and it, it, I feel that does make the film slightly better. But, yeah, it was two hours, ten minutes long then, and that was in 1979. I don't even think that includes the credits. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They were another 10, they 15 were minutes. Insane. They were so you, you, ridiculous amount of credit. Yeah, on that. I think three hours maybe were too much. So, so I wouldn't mind watching this in HD, see what it's like. Mm. Um, it's got charm to it. I was just going to say, David Lindelof, Dave, David Lindelof, who's he? Damon Lindelof <laughs> is doing the Watchmen TV series. With a K. It's, yeah. Doing the Watchmen TV series and. There's very little known about it other than it's a TV series. There you go. Uh, on Watchmen. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Uh, me, I had some good news. My favourite comic book is not a superhero comic book at all. There's not a superhero in sight. Except for one. No, no. It's called Strangers in Paradise. It's um, written by and drawn by Terry Moore. And it's gorgeous. It's amazing. The story's amazing. It's just two, a, a love affair between two ladies who find themselves unable to make their relationship work because their lives are so crazy. Um, one of them is an ex-assassin. One of them is a, uh, a very frustrated person who can't get in touch with the fact that she's not quite the norm. I love it because girls in it are drawn too tall, too short a little chubby they're drawn like women and and it's so refreshing to see that happen in a comic book they, they're not drawn to they, they're still gorgeous but they're not drawn in a way that's completely ridiculous you know and and they and it's not done and yet still it it helps when you when you read that you you'll meet girls that look like this you know that aren't anorexic that 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 are impressive role models mm. you know and 
you know, it's, it's been a great comic book. It lasted for a long time, and um, he's been trying to get it done into a TV series, and it's not. It looks like it's going to be a movie, but, yeah. If you, anybody wants to read something, just pick up a couple of graphic novels and have a go, see if you like it. Strangers in Paradise, it's, it's my favourite comic book, and that's saying a lot because I read a lot of comic books, and it's um, that, that. It's right up there with V for Vendetta for me. Well, nice really one. is. So there's that one. Um, quick review of The Deuce if you've not watched it. I was talking before. It's set in 1973. It's the story of the porn industry, and which doesn't sound like it might be fascinating, but it's done by David Simon, who did The Wire. It's very, very... It's world-building at the moment, like The Wire did. You start watching it. It's not got plots emerging. It's not got characterizations defined. And you spend two or three episodes, and then suddenly you get payoff, and it's doing that. Where you get the not, pop shot. Yeah, you... You know what? get the pot shot. What's the pot shot? It's part of expression. I don't know that expression at all. You know when you... No, I've never heard that expression, but yeah, you don't see that much of that. Right. But you know what I'm on about, yeah, then. I do now, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, did, I didn't, didn't know it was called that, thank God, you know. But yeah, it's very, very, very uh, funny. It made me feel really old because we was watching it with somebody who, who commented and went, went, when uh, she stole a reel of, of Super 8 in a little box. Uh, obviously, you couldn't see that the film was in it. They, uh, they said to me, oh, well... Uh, well, what 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 disc is that? What computer does that run on? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so old at this point. You know, when when you can yeah, people don't understand that. Then no. I get it. But there you go. But you've got a quick review. Yep, quick one. Go the ritual. Uh, the ritual. It's it's due out in cinemas uh, October 13th. But nice. I, I got to see it as part of the you scream did. unseen thing. You should have just said you got invited to a private screening and they rolled out the red carpet. Well, That's you what know, I would have done. We could have done, but yeah, that... it would have sounded better, wouldn't it? But hey, let's be but, realistic. But we're in Manchester; we don't do that. Let's open the curtains. Eh? Let's yeah. show everybody what's going on. <laughs> because other people would have seen it. Uh, yeah, it's directed by uh, David Bruckner, who did the uh, Amateur Night segment of VHS. Yeah, you're the first one. Yeah, with the uh, the succubus woman. Yeah. Uh, which was the best section as far as I'm concerned. I love VHS. Yeah. Uh, there's some great, great really rubbish in that. And he also did the, the accident section in Southbound. Okay. Which is another good anthology. Right, okay. This is the first time he's done a full film on his own rather than just a section. Okay. Based on an Adam Neville novel. Okay. Apparently it's a very uh, popular novel. Don't right. really uh, read it myself. It's a group of friends who are going on holiday every year and they're discussing where they want to go. Decide on one thing, they want to go hiking. Yeah. And two of them go off into a, an off-licence mm. to get some booze for the rest of the night, just as there's been a big robbery. So one of them, Rafe Spall, yeah. Timothy Spall's son, mm. hides behind a rack, mm. while the other one is in full view, has to hand over his wallet and all that, he, he's trying to talk him out of it. Gets a whack over the head, killed. So the other one didn't intervene, didn't try to save his mates, blah, blah, blah. Six months later, they've gone on holiday to Sweden to hike mm. the group of friends to pay tribute to the friend. Can I just say at this point, I've already seen all this in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. Holy crap. Exactly. Man. This, But this is the first few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so... 
they go and leave the little tribute on the, the mountain. One of them hurts the leg. Yeah. And as in the trailer, oh dear, let's have a shortcut through the forest. Oh, no, dear, dear me. Yep. Dear me. Which, you know, is always a bad thing to do, isn't it? Uh, <coughs> when they get into the forest, all sorts of creepy shit happens. Uh, they find a, a deer hung up in the trees and uh, a little shack mm. where they decide it's it's pissing down with rain. Yeah. They decide to spend the night in this creepy shack. Mm. Uh, they all have a nightmare. And that's where that that line that I liked in the trailer came from. This is the this is the house we die in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. But it's not. That's, that's Oh, he's spoiler. A spoiler. They don't die in that house. Right, okay. Uh, but yeah, they all have an individual nightmare. It's it's basically, you know, they're haunted by something. Something's after them. Okay. Uh, it's 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 a by the numbers film, but it's it's got some good yeah. it's got some good good shocks in it, good scares. The best thing is you do not see the creature until the very end. When you do see it, it's a little bit disappointing. Actually, you saying there's a creature is a bit of a spoiler. No, because you you get that. You, get you, that you don't. You it do. doesn't have to be a bloody creature. You get that in the trailer, they? pretty much. Do you? Yeah. Okay. There's, there's, there's... I think that trailer's committing a few. It, it does. Book. It does. I, that's when I first saw the trailer. I thought of you. Yeah, I, I, just did that. That is literally that. It shows you the majority of the film. It's almost like the eight millimeter condensed format. Yeah, but it's, it's bloody. The problem with that is it's chronological. Yeah, and I hate it. I do, if you're going to do it, I don't never go chronological. But with think, a horror film, never. I think this because it's. If you, you know, I'm not aware of the book, but if you people are aware of the book, that's fine. But a lot of people won't. Well, what's be. one of them? Exactly. I haven't seen one of them for a long time. Exactly. I so, think the last time I read a book was before I took this job. So to, to to sell this to an audience, they have to know what they're going in for. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I get uh, and, that. And so they've thrown as much of this story into that trailer as they can. Right. Because other than that, you don't need to know anything. Well, look, else. it's hard to sell a horror film. But but here's getting back to the point that we've been making all night. You know, you can't sell anything that's new because no. people don't want to take a chance. When I when I was young, if you just come round my house and gone, I've got this VHS here. It's this film, whatever. I wouldn't give a crap if I'd never heard of it. I go, yeah, stick it in. We let's did have it. a look. We, we, uh, yeah, and the video. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, funny you are. God, <laughs> do you know, I didn't get that at all. Until <laughs> so, really so you watch the, the cheesy grin. Bloody hell. <laughs> no, then it's suddenly, yeah. But I'm just saying that well, no one's willing to take a chance, are they, on something no, new? No, exactly. And we, it's like the only things that we We watched anything on everything, didn't everything, we? Everything, just in case. It didn't matter how wacky, how crap it all uh, sounded. And to be honest, and that is why we've seen so many oddball films yeah. that are actually getting revived now. Yeah. You know, the, the likes of Arrow and 88. And yeah. They're bringing these films that we we saw just as throwaway films, and they're, yeah. they're put, bringing them out as revered classics, and they yeah. weren't. Back but, in the know. day, would you have gone and would you have wanted to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre if you had not heard any vibe about it? Nothing. No, you would you wouldn't. People were watching films and then telling other people how ace they were, and the next minute you had a hit on your hands. Yeah, word, now, of, word of mouth was massive. With and video, now so. there's there's nothing. You won't. Nobody will go. Oh, I've not heard of that. You hear it all the time. I speak to people. Go, oh, I've not heard of that, but they've got the, that wrinkle in the nose as if, oh yeah, no, no, that's is that's not uh, that's not one that's not a franchise, is it? Yeah, it's not a property, a brand that I'm familiar and, and, with. 
And again, we, you know? I don't think we've seen it yet, but it's that Mother is having this problem. Yeah, it, because, it is. Because it's being sold yeah. to the mainstream audience when it's not really made a mainstream a film. Yeah, they made they made a, a mother of a mistake with it. <laughs> and, uh, yo, seriously, right? They, they, here's the thing. That film, Darren Aronofsky, it belongs... That film with this subject matter belongs in art house cinemas. It will then be watched by people who appreciate that kind of film. Mm. And, oh, thank and, you do. Correct. Uh, if you put it on in mainstream cinemas like it's at Cineworld, people that do not want to watch that type of movie and want something Other cinemas more, are available. Of course. But I'm just saying, if you go and see it somewhere like the Odeon, somewhere like Cineworld, you're, and you're a mainstream person that doesn't buy and don't, don't like art houses nothing wrong with that don't like foreign movies you just like quite commercial blockbusters that's a lot of people and you're going to go and see that well yeah you might go and see it because on the poster there's a massive picture of jennifer lawrence yeah, yeah. so you'll go and see it and go oh it's a new horror film with jennifer lawrence in yeah. wow you know i liked her uh, in yeah, that film I yeah, saw her exactly in. yeah and then you go and see it and then they're all screaming going oh it's absolute shit but then here you go at the art house cinema, the home or fact or BFI, whatever, there's a certain group of people who go and see films like that who then suddenly see it and go, oh, right, it's on at the, uh, oh, it's on at Cineworld, is it that? It's on at, what? oh, it's got a commercial release. And I know it's wrong, but there's a bit of snobbery there. There's and a lot of snobbery. That's not there. helping. That's the, not helping. The sight and sound readers, you know, they yeah. just. Yeah, they, so you've got a movie here that's caught in between two audiences and it's being chopped to shit by everybody and it may be i've not seen it but i'm just nope, but i'm aware what it, it is so. i'm aware what it is and I, I, I was looking forward to it and then i heard the mixed things and it's just been it's just popped down my list oh, of we, priorities we mean you will watch it and just make our own mind up yeah but, but the thing is we've just been busy we're trying to get a, get a mag together but we'll get we'll get to see it now the uh the, but i guarantee you it will be a, a typical darren aronofsky movie yeah it will be I, a I, bit I, eyebrow it'll be it'll i love, love black swan yeah, it'll have some nice cinematography, and as long as you're not expecting uh, an action movie with Vin Diesel, I think you'll find it quite all right. I it may be a bit long in parts. It may it may be all right, but yeah, yeah it's not. It's From what not... I can gather, it, it, it's it's sort of his version of a of a Lars von Trier movie. Sort yeah, of thing, well, you know? there's that, isn't they? But I'm I'm in two camps on his movies. As mm. you've, anyone listening to this show for a long time will know that I've been kind of um, I'm up. I appreciate what he does, but there's some crap in there. Yeah, you get but, a bit snippy, don't you? Yeah. What do, What can you say? So yeah. Yeah. The, so anyway, Ritual uh, expected about four because I saw the trailer and I thought it looked a bit. Mm. Yeah, that's my expected on yeah. that, I would uh, say. Actual six, because it's, it's not too bad. It's, well, there you go. Yeah. So that's kind of like, if you've it's, got... There's better out there, but it's not terrible. If you've got nothing better to do, and, and you don't you, you can't deal with Mother, then, yeah. then October maybe this 13th is for you. out. It'll do, it'll do all right, I think. But it's good go. to see a British film I'll tell you what, can, I just, can I just get permission off you now that, that, that when I get approached by uh, for the uh, Blu-ray release, I can use that quote. Well, I, I think it'll do all right. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine that, can yeah. you? Starburst, six Starburst. out of ten. I, I think it'll do all right. I've seen better. Brilliant. Oh, yeah, I've seen better. Yeah, <laughs> but I missed that. Yeah, sorry. I've seen better. I've seen better, Starburst. <laughs> yeah, Starburst, six out of ten. I've seen better. Yeah. Brilliant. Right, well, we're on to the end now, and we've got the last movies. Number five, 
Despicable Me 3. Number four, and can I say it, this is surprising because Marvel are incredibly disappointed with the taking of this movie. Uh, it had the highest drop-off of any Marvel movie on the second week and it no, made nowhere near what they were expecting it to do, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's quite surprising because yep. that would have been Iron Man. It's done, it's done great. Well, here we go. Number two, my favourite movie, Wonder Woman. Mm. Number one. What's number one, Martin? Uh, see, I'm. What's number one? I'm surprised with this. I, I'm trying to think what else has been out. It's a clear genre movie. Go on. It's a remake. Baywatch. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Go, go, go. That's uh, okay. Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that the band. But I'm, I am surprised because that that one yeah. did mixed reviews as yeah. well, didn't it? So. I say on the Wonder Woman bit, I've been given grief over, and I'm only going to do this briefly because we're going to have to be going in a minute. But the uh, yeah, I got a pile, a ton of grief over a reply to a letter off a guy, and his name was um, was uh, Itamar, and it was from Itamar in Israel. And he'd read my uh, response to a criticism I'd had of David Kidd, who said I'm surprised that, he's read it, though, because, you know... Well, he's not in Israel, though, is he? He's, oh. put, he's from Israel, but he's not. He's from here. And I'll tell you how I know he's from here in a minute, because that's the sting in the tail of the story. Oh, go on, and I'll read little bit, a few snippets, but not the whole thing, because it's like the Magna Carta, this thing. And he says, uh, chance for change regarding editorial feedback in issue 440, not to publish. But, hey... Uh, I'm allowed to say it on the radio. You didn't know I had a radio show, This is not you? publishing it. It's not publishing it. I don't need copyright to start doing these sort of shenanigans. So, uh, anyway, Easter, I said that I didn't... I said, throwaway comment, that uh, I, quite, I quite like... I, you know I didn't like Wonder Woman like as much as everybody else. I thought it was as flawed as Batman v Superman, but slightly superior in, in bits. First two acts were a lot better. Last act was just as crap. And um, then... Said Gal Gadot was a bit patchy at the beginning, but she got better and she turned into a good performance, but certainly better than storming into Palestinian homes at gunpoint. And he thought that was a bit harsh because I shouldn't be mentioning that and it was a cheap shot. Well, no, he's not Not as cheap as her shots. Oh, God. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, the three, aren't they? Because she's in the Israeli Defence Force, the IDF. Mm. She was in the IDF. It shouldn't come into things, but she's been pushed as this massive role model and that's the thing that I've got an issue with. The marketing campaign for Wonder Woman, I think, was disingenuous. I think you, it was done as well. This is a big feminist movie. And it, is it really? You've got loads of shots of her ass and her legs and all sorts of stuff going on. Mm. And, um, you know, they're objectifying her in this film, just the same as anybody else. But yet you're supposed to think it's the suffragette movement reborn. And mm. so, so anyway, he read this and he's not happy. And um, he says... I have no protest against you. You've got every right to think what you want. Um, I, I am not. I am familiar with uh, anti-Israeli and anti-IDF opinions. Well, they're not not from me. You're not because I don't make them. I'm, I'm just aware of both sides of the coin. And uh, and then he is upset that Imrick and Morty to take the piss a bit as well. Then he goes on about stuff and he mentions. I invite you to read from Time Immemorial, 1984, by Joan Peters, um, regarding the definition of the Palestinian refugee and the roots of the Israeli-Arab conflict. I assumed when I read this that I I had I actually read that um, not long after it was printed 
yeah, and he was probably just about born then. So, so you know, patronising twat. Um, <laughs> secondly, Warm, Warmly invites me to visit Israel. It, ex, apart from being a great vacation, I'll learn firsthand about the situation because I've no idea what's going on out there. Uh, in fact, I went to, to uni with loads of Jewish mates and, and we're still in touch and still mates. Well, no. And then um, he goes on about uh, that, uh, oh, don't worry, I'll... Um, uh, you, I won't get blown up. Don't believe what I've seen on TV. Jesus Christ! Just get kidnapped. Uh, yeah. Then, then he says, um, "What no one will tell you is how much the Israeli Defence Force invests daily in preventing loss of lives and all the rest of it." Okay, fine, I get it. Then he says, uh, "From I, I could figure from your cynical tones that you are strongly entitled to your opinion, but suggest you keep your mind and sight open." And then, after directly after asking me to keep my mind and sight open, he says this. I just don't get why you're so offended that a strong, successful supermodel scored those roles um, thanks to her natural affiliation with the most moral armed force in the world, brackets by far, jealous enlist, Itamar Israel. So I thought, well, I've got a few points on that. And number, number one being that uh, I, my problems with her is I don't think she's a good role model because during a particularly terrible bombing raid, she went on Instagram posted a picture of herself and her daughter praying and said that uh, the uh, the Palestinian cowards are, uh, are are using human beings as shields and they're doing that. It went on totally political. At the same time, she's touting all these roles in Hollywood. And then, uh, then she ends with hashtag we are right, hashtag I love IDF, Israeli Defence Force. So I pointed all this out. And, and obviously, if you read the for the the reply to um to to uh this i've uh, to david kidd that he's upset about i made all this play that's the reason I'm, i don't think i think it's a crap role model you know and yeah. I, I it was a sarcastic reply and it ended with a fake cover of idf weekly in which you got a free israeli settlement with that issue and i get that maybe you didn't get the, the sense of humor attached to that but there you go so he's upset so i'm thinking itamar and then he is his gmail account i dot Elazari. So it doesn't take a genius to go, his name is Itamar Elazari. And I think, right, I'll go on Facebook and find him. And I think I'll look for the picture that I'm looking for that that puts me right on exactly what I think. And yes, I found him. And there he was. And he's going on about Game of Thrones. And he's a, he's a very nice, you know, well-spoken young Jewish lad. And he's he's over here and he's watching all this stuff. He's, re, he's reading Starburst. He's, do, he's into all these programmes. And um, and then lower down, you see the picture of him in the Israeli Defence Force uniform. Wow. Well, each to their own. I was right, though. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. So moving on, the back to the top 20 before yeah. I get into even more hot water than tonight's show. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of shit here. There's going to be a lot of stuff that might have to be so beat, cut, th- whatever. This is why people should listen live. Yeah, I know, yeah. Anyway. Oh, we should just be sensible. Yeah, the the ones that didn't get their way into the top twenty, um, and as we'll finish the show on this, because I think I think these are quite quite interesting in some ways, and and not really a surprise in others. Uh, Power Rangers, the Emoji Movie, the Mummy, which had a, a shit ton of money spent on it. Mm. Alien Covenant. Do you really think that 20th Century Fox didn't think that by now that that, that movie... That should be right up there. Oh, shit, that should be in the top five. 
Baywatch. That's funny why you mentioned it. Um, and this is the one that really shocks me to my core that it's not higher and it's not got in. Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. That's who'd have thought? That's meant to be really good. Though. I know, but who'd have thought? Eh? Yeah. Who'd have thought that 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 property not not shooting to the top? The Dark Tower did not get anywhere near the top well, twenty. Again, that's another one they expected a lot of. Vin Diesel might be happy that he's at number seven in Fate of the Furious, but sadly, Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Eh, eh, that didn't get anywhere near. <laughs> and one of my least favourite movies of this year, if not all time, if ever, King Arthur, Legend of the Pork Sword. Mm. Yeah. That's really childish, I apologise. No, but again... But it was crap. They it? expected big things hey, of that. What, I mean, what, what is that? I, it, I, it is a bit not heard anything about the uh, sequels yet, have we? The sequels. They'd planned three of them. Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. People are asking for the money back that they invested in that film. Yeah, I saw it for free and I wanted my money back. Good God, did you? You sat. You didn't walk out, though. Have you ever walked out on a movie? I haven't. Never. No, me. No, I haven't either. Because you've got got to respect that it might get better. I respect the people who made the movie whenever I go and see it. I've not walked out on one and I've got to say movie walkouts... I nearly did. I got up to leave and I sat down and I just couldn't do it. And it was at Showcase. There weren't a lot of people at Showcase Cinema. In Manchester, anybody knows it. If you want to get embalmed and left there as a corpse, you'll be there forever. <laughs> you'll be, you can, you just be there. Just put your dead body there embalmed. You can just sit there rotting away. No one will even move you. You'll be fine. It's cheaper than a funeral. Anyway, I saw Highlander 3, The Magician, yeah. And... <laughs> It was it was that bad. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And I, I was ready to get up and then I went, no, it might get better like you did. And it fucking didn't. Yeah. It really didn't. No, and It's just about respecting the, the, the artist. They might be rubbish, but, you know, you, was, you, you've got to, you can't say it's rubbish if you're not sat for the whole it, thing. But I am glad I stayed for one moment, about 20, 30 minutes uh, from the end, the main character in it, the main bad guy who was doing a shit impersonation of Kurgan from mm. uh, from the first one. He, d- he goes... Uh, Is that with a K or a C? Oh, I think that's with a K. I think we know that. <laughs> I felt like we were going to have an argument on that. He just he just goes oh uh, he just he's talking to um, Conor McLeod and he goes I wish that this would go on for a thousand years and then someone at the back went oh Christ no <laughs> and it was so funny everyone clapped him yeah so so it was worth it it's always worth staying because yeah, you yeah. might get a moment like that and that stuck with me that moment so there you go have you seen what time it is we've I know we've, go. We've, we've we've overshot a little bit right we make got... up for the the lack of podcast. Right, we're going to let everybody get to bed now. So I've been Mike, he's been Martin, and we will see you next week. Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's so dark in mythology Treasures of history To be found
You've been listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International.